Hello, and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. You said that very deliberately today. Like, hello, I am Hello, Jarell. and welcome. <laughs> Just in case people are having a hard time focusing today, you've made it a lot easier for them to listen. Just so you know where you are, you're oriented <laughs> to place and time uh, and what you're doing. And in case you needed a minute to transition from whatever you were doing last before you turned on this podcast. Yes. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Um, we are, we wanted to talk today about women in fitness in celebration of, what is it, I think National Women's uh, Fitness, Health and Fitness Day, uh, which I think is when this episode is going to be released. And so we want to talk about, you know, athletes that we admire, who we find inspirational. We want to talk about some of the issues related to women in sports and fitness. Um, yeah, and some of the sort of contemporary issues related to all those topics. Obviously, this is something we could talk about, I think, forever. Uh, so at some point, we'll cap it. And so this is kind of like an introductory conversation to those ideas. Um, so hopefully, you'll find some value in it. And Maybe like learn some cool things and maybe can, I don't know, hear about some new people you might be interested in following and learning from. So um, to start, I think one of the things I think about, especially as a person who is not a woman and who is not an athlete, is just the issues and concerns that come up for women in fitness and in sports. And obviously, Rachel, you have lived experience with this. And this is something that you've talked about, I think, before. Um, like, what are some of the most common issues that come up for women in sports and athletes um, involved in like the fitness arena? Yeah, it's funny that you asked a question because that's what I was thinking when you were talking about, like, we could go on about this forever. And I was like, yes, I have a lot of thoughts. So yeah. why don't you just ask me something specific and we'll start right. from there. Otherwise, I'm going to take this over. Right. Um, so <laughs> I think actually the biggest theme that comes out of it, and I will say that I have a perspective of both participating in sport, um, highlighted throughout my life by swimming and martial arts and now running, and also a very large fan of sport. Mm -hmm. So in yeah. both spaces, as both a participant and a spectator, I think the common thing that we battle is that idea of not belonging mm -hmm. and having to constantly prove that like, actually, yes, in fact, we're supposed to be here. So the best example of that as a spectator of sport mm -hmm. is Anytime, and this, and I'm envisioning this taking place in a bar because it usually takes took place in a bar over a couple drinks, and like you meet somebody and you're watching a game or whatever, and this is men. I was gonna say it's usually men. This is always men. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something about being a big whatever fan of mm -hmm. whatever sports team or whatever sport that they are also watching and engaged in, and all of a sudden you have to prove it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we'll name the starting lineup. Or like, oh, what about this? It's like, I don't need to prove anything to you. Like, why am I being quizzed all of a sudden? And it's because that idea of like, prove you actually are worthy of me speaking to about this. It's like, no, just if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna chance it, just like don't chance it, it's really fine. But just that idea of like being in the space of essentially, like I said, always having to, 
have in the back of your head, like, I have to prove I belong here, right? Like, what's that thing of like, oh, you throw like a girl and then everybody in the movies are always like, oh my God, she's actually really good. I feel like that's the common theme with everything that's, and it's underlying. Sometimes it's not as apparent right. as what I just described, but it's just kind of that idea of like, it simmers at the bottom of everything. Yeah. And that's like, it's really interesting because, um, you know, this is something that I, I share a little bit and I've like felt insecurity about for a lot of times in my life um, because I never was a big sports person. Um, never really played, I didn't play team sports. Um, I did other activities and yeah, it's like that. It's it really, it's gatekeeping, right? It's saying that like, basically it's saying that sports is like a male arena, right? And so then women have to prove themselves in order to gain access to that arena um, in very particular ways. But then also like other men and boys have to prove themselves um, worthy of manhood and access to that same space, but in a different way. Um, and so it's just really interesting to hear. And obviously I know this because we've talked about this before, like, and I've seen it happen, I'm sure, <laughs> um, where men kind of challenge you or like maybe even like, default to asking me something and I'm like I don't know like what? <laughs> ask Rachel the question I have no idea um like I don't know what this term means or I don't know like who did what in like 1997 you know like I don't know so like I can't help you um and so it's just you know it is there's a lot of gatekeeping and it's really terrible yeah which actually is 100% fair because not only are, were, are you not as invested? Were you, are you past present tense? Your mm -hmm. memory also isn't as good. So like, you, right. I feel like would not remember what someone did in 2017. <laughs> no, no. Like just like stuff just does not get stored for me in the same way. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, if I was asked specific questions, I could probably <laughs> do it. But, but yeah. But right. It's that idea of, uh, yeah, gatekeeping of that. Mm -hmm. It's always assumed that like women are women in sport watching participating both are the exception to the rule rather right. than the rule right. and it's like it's secondary right like women's running is secondary to men's running even mm -hmm. if the <laughs> women are substantially better at least in the marathon these days mm -hmm. it's always kind of seen as like this other and like the degree especially in women's running for example to which the women had to be so much more successful as a whole than the men to even kind of remotely get half billing yeah is crazy yeah and I'm, that's what i was also going to say is that like the the need for women to be exceptional um i mean this goes across all disciplines though right for the most part is that like because of sexism uh women have to be exceptional so much more exceptional than like the average male athlete in order to gain a fraction of that recognition and celebration. Staggering to kind of see it in action. Right, I'm gonna butcher this quote mm. just because now I feel I'm pressuring myself. And I, I'm going to credit Olivia Pope in Scandal, mm. but I have a feeling she was not the first one to say it, but mm. I will say that I am very like pop culture ignorant. So to me, this was, and actually it wasn't said by Olivia Pope, it was said to Olivia Pope. Oh, from Rowan. Pope. Yeah. But you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Yeah. That. 
which I know applies to a lot of other groups in the world, but I feel like that's super applicable to this area as well. Yeah, that's like, if that's a classic black family, like adage. Yeah, I figured that Rowan slash Eli Pope was not the first one to say it, yeah. but I will admit my ignorance and that he was the first one I heard say it, and yeah. I was like, well, damn. Yeah, well, because I think it just so succinctly captures that, right? Like that right. idea. Yeah. Right. Um, but very true. So, you know, as a spectator, as a fan, right, there's this need to, or like there's a demand or a request to prove yourself as like worthy of conversation, worthy of being a fan, et cetera. Um, but what's it like as an actual athlete, a performer, um, someone who's engaged in fitness in this particular way, being a woman? I think it's twofold. So I will also say that my first experience was in a very male dominated sport. Um, I was 12 when I started martial arts, and I feel like that's pretty rare for most 12-year-old girls. Yeah. Um, I am biased because I had a lot of friends that were girls in martial arts, but I feel like in the world, we are the minority. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, looking back on it, people would respond in shock, and I was always very like, yep, that's right. Like, I'm different. I'm awesome. Yeah. But it's funny now, like with the perspective of being older and knowing more about the world, where it was like, if I was a boy, no one would have said anything. It was like, people kind of were like both amazed and then also thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it cute? Why is it gotta be cute? Um, and that realization also, it, it's in the back of my head all the time of like, when people will say like, oh, your running accomplishments are impressive. And I'm like, do you say that to me because you genuinely think that? Or like, do you say that to me because I'm a woman and therefore like, I'm not supposed to devote this much time to sport. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, I I like to think that the people who speak to me have the best intentions, Mm -hmm. but I always just wonder like, if I was a man, would you be as impressed Mm -hmm. or would it be? And I'm going to differentiate because I think there's like the impressed of like, Oh, that's awesome. But there's always like a tinge of shock. Mm-hmm. that like I've always experienced from martial arts to running where it's always like oh wow mm-hmm. but like the in parentheses is like really like yeah right. <laughs> yes right. and I remember it like it goes back really far because I remember reading something once where women were not allowed to run marathons or distances at all because they people the common knowledge or the common belief was that their uteruses would fall out wait what yeah that's true like wow. people that like you couldn't run for 26.2 miles because like your internal organs would just drop out of your birth which like it's so absurd right but it just it was a thing where like well women can't do that and so Not that I think that people I talk to regularly think that parts of my body will spill out onto the course, which like, at least I hope not. My God. Actually, if you do, like, please let me know because I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) But I think that belief or that concept of a belief sticks, right? Mm -hmm. That idea of like, oh, okay. 
That's right. cool, but also shocking because like you're not supposed to do this. I read something somewhere not that long ago that the sports bra has barely been updated since like the 70s because they're seen as like cute accessories rather than like necessary athletic equipment. Like functional items. Right. Like, right. you know, and it's something where they even said like, because there's all these developments in shoes, but... Mm-hmm if you gave women better sports bras, that would like, if any piece of attire is going to make you faster, that would be it versus like the, you know, super innovative shoes. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but nobody looks at sports bras because men, sports are for men. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so, like, I had no idea. Um, one, the, the uterus thing is like, whoa. And then two, just the, <laughs> I, the idea that like sports bras haven't really been significantly updated for like decades, it's like shocking to me because now, especially like, I mean, women's apparel has always been big business, but especially now, like the whole like lifestyle fitness, um, athleisure business is like huge. Right. So even from like a capitalistic standpoint, which is not entirely my jam, like why would you not... <laughs> develop options that could like really well you know you kind of said well so it runs deep because Mm. if you go on and I'm not going to call out any labels or brands in particular Mm. and because I'm even gonna I'm referring to even ones that like I love Mm -hmm. if you go and look they're really cute right like I love I found more I am more easily able to find one that I can wear walking around like that will look cute in a tank with a tank top mm-hmm. than I can for actual running mm-hmm. and what message does that give that like yeah. women can participate in sports in their sports bra but only if it's super low impact right. and you don't really need any type of support because you're not really putting your body through anything and by the way the most important thing is you have to look cute mm-hmm. that still exists that exists right. and, and like I said the cute sports bras are great they're not great for running. Right. Also, like, what commentary does that offer about body size and shape? Ugh. I mean, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> right. Um, because, you know, there was, so there was a, <laughs> what's happening now this year because of COVID is that there are a lot of, like, underground races for professional runners. Amazing. And a lot of training groups are putting them on themselves, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. But there was an announcer that one of the first things he said in a pretty stacked field was commenting on the body type of all the women runners and all the women responded with like, what the hell? And there were so many men that were like, what's your issue? Like they use their body for work. That's their tool. Like, why can't we comment on this? And it's just, okay, let's go with that crazy logic. When was the last time you heard that in any men's sports? Well, so Funnily enough, like this is something um, like I was going to offer this as like a sidebar because I, I, I understand that like I run the risk of detracting from the conversation um, talking about male sport. But I will say that even like I've recent, like in the past month or two, I've heard at least a couple of comments about male baseball player bodies oh yeah because actually right? as i said that my first thought was like everybody lost their mind every time cc sabathia used to show up to training camp however <laughs> yes i think right. that's definitely true but to me my perspective is always that it seems to be about like 
complementary versus more complementary, if that makes sense. Like, oh, strong versus stronger or good versus better. Well, and what versus I would say, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I was going to say that, like, I've even heard, like, even, I think maybe even on Yankees broadcasts, um, like them, like this is now, now it's more of a thing to talk about male bodies in a derogatory manner. Um, so like, oh, someone so looks like extra thick now, like maybe he should like change his eating habits or maybe he's not working out enough. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that like, that's happening. I, I think that that's happening more now than it ever did. That makes um, sense. With, you know, with respect to male bodies. But I think that like that amount, like, again, maybe I've heard two comments in the past several months, whereas like the scrutiny that women have to like be subjected to is like ridiculous and it's all under a very specific male gaze which right. is also like you know it's not just about assessing whether like their form makes them optimal athletes um but it's also with this twinge of like the whole dynamic of like sexual attraction and desirability right like, it's creepy. oh yeah it's like super creepy on top of that yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a thing too, just for non-professionals, right? Like I am pretty sure that I want to say 75 and I think I'm actually being generous percent of my runs, someone's leered or mm -hmm. said something or made me feel uncomfortable in some way, shape or form. And honestly, it doesn't even need to be summer. Right. <laughs> and so, and even... And but even people who maybe have good intentions and think they're funny, maybe, it's still just like icky. Unnecessary. Yeah, like uh, I ran by a guy a few months ago who like went to cross the street and then stopped really quickly and didn't. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like way to pay attention. Thank you. Like last minute, but you did it. And then he was like, oh, you know, I didn't want to break your stride. Like you're, you're, you know, you're looking good out there. And I'm like, why? Right. Like that's not necessary. And mansplainers will come out and be like, what's the problem? He said nice things. And I think anyone who questions this or questions why the commentary on women's bodies are problematic is because you actually don't understand what it is to exist as a woman in the world amongst men right because maybe he was maybe he thought he was complimentary maybe he was being friendly we're in a pandemic we're all starved for social attention right maybe he was fine but i have to question it and that causes stress right and for I think better or worse it's not about him that's the world we live in and so my default is that like i'm uncomfortable because like i don't know what that was Right, and that, and I was, you said something earlier that made me think about that idea of that, like because like you have to question people's intentions, right? Right, you have to question men's intentions specifically when they offer commentary on your performance or your form or whatever, because there's you know living in the world as a woman means that there's a potential constant threat of men and abuse and so like that that is one of the I think I mean I would argue probably one of the biggest burdens that women face especially women in sport because it's hyper like hyper attention on their bodies and their performance and so 
people are staring and looking and leering and yeah it's like that causes as you said that causes a lot of stress like that's not good for the mental health of women to have to be vigilant and so I think that you know sidebars that like to any men listening like don't comment on anyone's body period um that's one and like don't like just be conscious that that's a part of the inner any interaction you have with a woman that's a part of the interaction that is in the background yep. and so like you have to be I think just have to be conscious and mindful that like people women often have to assume that you're scary because then they can say oh let me what measures would I need to take if this situation escalated mm-hmm. and that's terrible that we expect that of people it's terrible right. that we inf- like inflict that kind of mental stress on women no, 100%. And yeah, I mean, I think a good way to ask yourself if you, oh, I'm not sure if this is appropriate. I mean, my first thought is if you have to ask, it's probably not. Right. But would you say it to another guy? Right. Because if you wouldn't, I feel like you need to then ask yourself why you would want to say it to me right. <laughs> or any other woman. Um, and yeah, it's like, sorry if you feel stifled, but you'll live. Right. I'm not sorry. I don't care. Right. Like, I'm like not, somebody, I'm, like, <laughs> like, <I was> <laughs> like, I'm not actually sorry, but well, yeah, right. I mean, like you'll get over it because right. at least you don't fear in danger of your safety. Right. And it just, yeah. I mean, there's also, and I'm going to put a disclaimer on this because I am not trying to take away from the severity of racism or what it is. And I'm not even trying to comment that I know what it's like to be a black man in the world. Cause clearly I do not. Mm-hmm. However, I am just going to point out that the murder of Ahmaud Arbery got tons of attention, as it should. Another disclaimer. My issue is not with the amount of attention on Ahmaud Arbery, thinking it should be less. My point is, though, that I can think of three women murdered on the run, and I'm sure there are more, that did not nearly get as much attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is that, do we think? Yeah. Only one thing I can think of. And again, anyone being murdered on the run should get all the attention. Right. But all of the people. Right. Well, Rather I think than like articles about like, oh, here's how to stay safe. No, 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 no. Why do I have to carry pepper spray? Right. Why don't you just not attack me? Right. That seems better. Just a thought. Right. Yeah. And I think that like to your point, um, you know, I think that there's, I mean, the, if we just talk about from like the race-based violence perspective, I mean, this is, the difference is also apparent in like the conversations or the things that have happened with respect to Breonna Taylor's case. Yep. Right. And so like, there's like, yeah, like people are there. And the thing is people are talking about her case, but like who's talking about it the most. Right. And, and what has happened. Right. Um, so Yeah. For sure. Right. It's that idea of George Floyd's murder prompted mass protests. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, get into a pissing contest of whose murder was worse. Right. But she was asleep, like right. in her bed. Right. You can debate what might be more terrible, but it was just as horrific. Yeah. And the consequences were not the same. Yeah. At all. So why might that be? 
Right. I don't know, except we do. So, and it does, it just, I think that that issue also prevents women and girls from getting into sport, whether it's the social ramifications of like, oh, girls have to be like dainty and they can't roll around in the mud and all of this stuff when, which starts at such an early age to, I don't know if I feel safe running by myself as a grown person. It prevents women from getting into sport and into fitness, which I will say from someone who's always been involved, like it's life-changing. And you hear stories of people who started running later in life or got into cycling or whatever it is later in life. And it's just like life-changing for them. And the question then becomes like, well, why did it take so long? Well, because the world does not make it easy for them to get involved, whether it's watching, whether it's participating. And I think both are insanely valuable from the memories that spectating and following a team with a family member or a friend can be, and like how amazing those can be to participating yourself. Like we're, the world makes it really difficult for women to do that. You are exhausted before you even like put your running shoes on essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. There's a lot of, there's a lot of value. I mean, even I, as someone who's like not that interested in sport, generally um i was gonna like, say except for right <laughs> with few exceptions you're welcome right thank you um and you know so like even i understand like the value that comes from those experiences because i've listened to people involved in fitness i've listened to people um who participated in sport and heard about like oh wow this is like really like meaningful for them in a lot of different ways not in very few of them have to just deal with someone's body and and I think that that's really important to to kind of put out there and yeah I want people to be encouraged to try out things um see what you're interested in and I think I want us to create a world where you know girls and women feel like they have the actual liberty to do these things and to be successful in those arenas um right and I think actually that brings us to a good segue in just highlighting some of the people who are inspirational, um, some of the, the women who are inspirational in sport and fitness. Um, so yeah, is there anyone that's recently been sticking out to you that you've just been thinking about as like the source of inspiration or that so you just feel excited by? many people. Yeah. Okay, so I have to start, which I'm gonna put two for one, but Sue Bird and Megan Rapino. Mm -hmm. are just amazing mm -hmm. like amazing humans separately yeah. amazing athletes separately and like together I don't, I don't even know so if like they want to be my friend that would be really <laughs> cool um yeah between their athletic accomplishments and social justice and it just they're they're just very they're amazing people um so that, that's always my go-to I feel like especially yeah. these days I recently just heard them on a podcast and I was like can I hang out with you yeah like, I'll be your awkward third wheel. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. Um, do you have people there? Should I just keep going? Oh, I, I could offer up one. I was going to um, say, we can alternate or I could keep going. Either way, you let I'll, me know. I'll, I'll go ahead and name two uh, in, uh, in the same sport, just because, like, it's been a top of mind. I mean, Serena Williams is, like, always goat, right? Um, and just because, and I think that there's just so much that, her career 
and personhood and accomplishments have like helped us talk about, um, you know, to talk about like the issues related to like black women in sport, the issues related to like um, people with certain body types in sport and the intersection of those things. And yeah, I just think it's like, she's been so, I remember when like she came on the scene many moons ago and was obviously immediately impressive, but never, I didn't think that like she would be who she's turned out to be. Um, and it's just really kind of amazing. And I, I'm continuously inspired by her. Um, in the same sport, Naomi Osaka has been like, wow. Um, I think like, obviously she has this talent, um, but also has this real interest in speaking up about social justice and racial justice issues. You know, at the, she just won the US Open. She had the names of black people who were killed at the hands of police and uh, on her you know, masks that she's been wearing. And I'm just like that to be that young, to be that gifted and to be willing to speak on these issues is just like so amazing. And obviously for me as a black person being able to see you know, black women get their due and get their respect and to be able to um, speak about these kind of issues, it's just super dope. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'll also throw in, I'm not going to go into my full rant about how Serena Williams is, and I'm putting this in quote, outburst from what mm. was that last year? Mm. I'm losing all track of time. Um, my been long ago. Right? Like when, yeah. was it last year? Could have been two, I don't know. Could have been two years ago. I don't know. Um, time. Right. That's why like <laughs> actually is really bothering me because right. now like, I, yeah, like two years ago sounds like a decade ago. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. So, um, but compared to what happened at the U.S. Open this year. Oh my God. Um, yep. Where was it? Was it Roger Federer? No. I was going to say that seems wrong as I said it, but you can tell like they're, it's funny because individual sports, um, I pay way more attention to what happens on the, happening on the women's side right. than the men's side. And like, I'm going to be real honest and just be like, oh, it was an angry white man who got away with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't even know. Yeah. Actually, like it'll come to me when, but later, and then We're no. Done. Right. Here. I was like, I know, I can see him, but I can't. Yeah, I know. Him. I can picture the camera. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and people defending the mm -hmm. shit out of mm -hmm. that he like basically assaulted someone mm -hmm. with tennis equipment, mm -hmm. and that should be fine. But like Serena just lost her mind. Right. Anyway, that's it. Right. That's all I'm gonna say about it. I'm done. Yeah. We're gonna move on. I haven't seen any cartoons about that so far. So right. <laughs> With, like with the gorillas next to uh -huh. it oh my god like yep. people are gross people yep. are gross for a record like maybe we don't compare people to gorillas unless you're doing it complimentary because gor gorillas are cool but you know also probably know the racist history of doing so but anyway just really unfortunate because gorillas are actually really awesome creatures and yeah. we've ruined them right. people have ruined that it's not fair to the gorillas and it's not fair to serena williams right anyway um, I'm going to detour a little bit from professional athletes. Mm. I have a very long list. Um, so Adrian Haslett is a Boston bombing survivor, Boston marathon bombing survivor. 
Um, she had her lower leg amputated as a result of the terrorist attack on that day. And she's a global advocate for amputee rights. She is a runner. She became a runner after she became an amputee, not before. Um, so that's pretty amazing. And if the Boston marathon had taken place this year, she would have been, and maybe won the first, uh, para athlete division in the Boston Mm. marathon. And she made that happen. Wow. That was her advocacy that got that in there. And she actually has a crazy story. At one point when she was training for a Boston Marathon a few years back, she was hit by a car um, and had major injuries from that and somehow did not give up and continued to move forward. And she's just amazing. She was a former ballroom dancer, professional, and like what? it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> sidebar. What's her name? Adrian Haslett. Adrian Haslett. If someone knows her, please share this episode with her because we need to talk to her. That would be amazing. Because Funny I'm, story is um, so I first learned, I like had heard her name, but I first learned her full story yeah. on an episode of the Alley on the Run show. Shout out mm. to Alley, former podcast guest, hey. her podcast. And I'm listening to the story and I'm like super inspired as I'm running. And then she's getting to the point where she's telling the story about how she was hit by the car. And I literally in the middle of Central Park was like, shit. Right. <laughs> because I was like, what is happening? Like, why? Why is this occurring? And I've never cursed out loud, like at a podcast before. But like that. And her dog is adorable. She has a service dog named Fred. Fred Astaire. Oh, Yeah, so you do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just uh, such an inspirational, such a nice human. Yeah. And just like, yeah. talk about like, like trauma recovery come on oh yeah right like that also huge kind of, advocate for therapy uh, i would imagine which i also appreciate yeah, yeah just an overall amazing human awesome um i have many more would you like la- i'm gonna stop with the long explanation so we're not here all day yeah just I'm throw out a couple people <laughs> sorry to everybody okay. right I, I was like i know when we said we were going to talk about this i was like this could go off the rails in yep. the best way very easily. So Taking we're going to have to stop at some point. Taking it over. Right. Um, Nikki Hiltz, who's a professional runner for Adidas, who is super active with LGBTQ rights and social justice in general. Um, she posted an Instagram post, I believe it was last June, with a uh, pride flag, I'm pretty sure it was, and mm-hmm. got so much hatred and just handled that in the best way and is such an amazing advocate for that. And she recently announced that she had taken time off for mental health, which is unheard of. Um, and so she's just awesome. I said, I was going to stop doing long explanations. Um, so we're, we'll put all these people in the show notes. You can look for explanations later. Um, Diana Nyad is one of my favorite humans that I've never met. Um, read her book. It's very good. She swam from, from Cuba to Florida. So just that in and of itself, she swam from Cuba to Florida. Mm -hmm. So like most people don't do that. Right. No one does that. I was going to say, or no one, (laughs) except for her. I actually think that there probably have, I think there've been like a couple since her. Yeah. I think I've heard Um, some things about that. But that's not a normal thing that people do. Right. Is the moral of the story. Um, Catherine Switzer first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon and she ran it again on the anniversary and she has a foundation and I said no long explanations okay um we're moving on Gabrielle Grunewald RIP 
Um, her foundation is just even after she's gone, amazing. Um, do you have any? Am I just rolling off until I'm done with my list? Oh, I, I just have one more. Okay, go ahead. You go. You okay. Go. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to like give a shout out to like someone I've kind of like followed in a cursory way for a while, um, Caster Semenya. Um, yes. Who has been like such an incredible performer, uh, but also has been like fighting these legal cases with Olympic sort of committees about like the realities of being an intersex person and hormones and all this sort of stuff. And like, she has just been so, um, I don't know, so strong throughout what has been a very long process. And um, like that to me is really, really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. The never ending process that should have been over a very long time ago. Yeah. But again, I digress. Um, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start throwing people out. Um, Amelia Boone, ultra runner. Um, Alicia Montano and Mary Kane, also runners. Again, we're gonna link to them in the show notes so you can see the awesome things they're doing. Because you're all gonna just cut me off at a certain point if I keep talking. Right. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh, Kara Goucher. I almost forgot Kara Goucher. That's just not acceptable of me. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I'm gonna forget people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone that I forget. However, my last person that I will shout out is all of my women athlete friends because you're awesome from runners to mostly runners. I don't even know if I have anyone else that I would consider, but it's just amazing to have that connection and I love you all. Yeah, awesome. I won't name all of them because there's, uh, there's a lot, um, yeah. but you know who you are. Right. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, on this day especially, you know, it's important to- Lauren Fleshman. Sorry. Okay. I'm good for now. Keep going. Uh, on this day, especially, but really every day, it's important to not only honor women in sport and fitness, but also like let's everyone work to create a world in which women don't have to be as concerned about their safety. They don't have to be as concerned about their bodies. They don't have to be as concerned about um, gaining access to sport because of their gender. So. That's my, that's my little message for today. And hopefully you gain some inspiration and maybe learns of some really cool, talented people that you could follow and read up on too. Like also Simone Biles. Okay, I'm officially done. Yes. <laughs> I'll probably repost this on Instagram with like five more people that I did not shout out their names literally throughout the course of this, but I concur with everything that you said. And I will also add that if you are a woman in sport and you have a niece, a child of a friend, a child of your own, a neighbor child, um, if you can get involved with coaching a team or volunteering with a fitness group for young girls, do that. Um, because we need more of that. And I think it's one of the best things ever to see young girls or young women just look up at people who have come before them in awe and know that they too can do that. And, you know, the celebrity athletes are great for that. But I think if you're able to do that in your community with someone that, you know, take advantage of that. 
because that sometimes is just as meaningful, if not more so. Awesome. On that note, if you have any women athletes that, or women, you know, we're just gonna consider all women who participate in sports athletes. They don't need to be professionals. If you have any that inspire you, let us know. You can reach out to us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC. And if you are enjoying this podcast, this episode in particular, which just consisted of me yelling out inspirational names, feel free to leave us a rating, a review, and please share with a friend. And listen again. We want you to have lots of fun listening to all of our episodes. And so make sure you subscribe and tune in every other Wednesday for new episodes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.